Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. Amen. I want to read from Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4. Begin reading at verse number 7. Begin reading at verse number 7, 2 Corinthians 4, verse number 7. Tonight's subject is focus on what lasts forever. Focus on what lasts forever. The Bible says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that grace having spread through many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Verse 16, Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us far more, exceeding an eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, But the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Focus on what lasts forever. Focus on what lasts forever. Let's pray. Father, I thank you one more time, amen, for your sovereign sweeping move of the Holy Ghost that I just feel here. Lord, we have lifted you up and we have praised your name and you have inhabited that praise. And now, Lord, you know exactly what is going on in our lives. And you want to, Lord, work and do things and and move things and set up things and remove things and take total control of our lives. And I pray in Jesus' name that the powers of all eternity, the powers of heaven, would invade our lives and capture our focus tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. I remember being in school, and uh, I got to, it's hard to brag on yourself. I, I understand that, but I preached a message recently, and I went through the priesthood, and I had several people call me, text me, talk to me after service, and said, wow, where did you find out that information? You, that was, wow, that was just so profound. And wow, you're so smart. And I'm looking at them thinking, are, are you all right? <laughs> you know, I'm trying to receive compliments. But 
I just got to tell you, if you know anything about me, some of you knew me when I was a kid, I was not a very good student in school. I don't think I had ADHD. Some doctors might have diagnosed me with that, but uh, I just remember my teachers looking at me from time to time saying, Justin, are you listening? I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm listening. They're like, okay. They'd have to ask me several times, and the reason why is I had a hard time focusing on school because there was so much more in life that excited me more than school. Amen. (laughs) Such as getting home and playing street hockey with all of my neighborhood friends or riding my bike or my skateboard. That's far more exciting than long division. Hearing my dad whistle down the street, it's time to come home and coming inside and having my mom's homemade dinner. Delicious. That's more exciting than any history out there that they're going to teach me in school. Thinking about my Nintendo, my gaming system that I'm going to play, that is more exciting than science. You know what was going on? Even though I was in school, I wasn't focused on exactly what was being taught to me, but I had something greater that I focused on that was more pleasing to me. And I've taken that principle in life, and by the way, I don't recommend that. (laughs) that. You need to focus in school and do all you can. Matter of fact, if I could go back in time, I wish I would have made better grades and wish I would have given more to it. But I learned something back then when I was a kid that sometimes I would be faced with things in life that aren't so much pleasing for the moment, but I was able to endure it, able to get through it because I had something else to look forward to. And the things that troubled me while I was in the middle of it would not trouble me because I had something greater to look forward to, and that was the church of the living God. Amen. When I had a rough week, when things weren't going my way, when times were hard, I knew if I could just get to the live church on Sunday, everything's going to be all right because God is there and the people are God are there and the peace that I feel there is going to calm my nerves. It's going to calm my spirit. It's going to focus me back and let me realize that God is in control. Everything is going to be okay. Amen. I'm talking about God Almighty. No matter how bad your day or your week is, amen. You've got something to look forward to, amen, Wednesday after Sunday. And it's the presence of Almighty God, amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And sometimes life can feel like exactly what I'm talking about in school. There are some things in life you go through, you're like, why am I going through this? What does it mean? I remember when they were trying to teach me algebra. I remember thinking, why in the world are you putting letters with numbers? Those those things don't mix, and I've never had to use algebra in my life. Maybe you have to, but I remember thinking, why do I need to learn this? And I remember my teacher saying, you need to learn this to pass this class. So (laughs) learn it, which is a great principle to follow. But sometimes in life you feel like that. Why am I going through this? What purpose does this have? It's meaningless. I don't understand it all. And God is up there saying, don't worry about it. Keep the focus on me. And if you keep your focus on me, you're going to get through it. You're going to make it. You're going to survive this. You're going to thrive this. Amen. If you will keep me in your focus, praise God. We read in the passage in 2 Corinthians 4 that we have God's great treasure, his great treasure. Yes, we have a treasure up in heaven. Yes, we have a treasure here amongst the church. Yes, we have a treasure in our life for God is everywhere. 
But specifically, it focuses on we have this treasure in an earthen vessel, meaning you and I, the treasure that we have, the Lord Jesus Christ, his spirit. It's not here, it's not there, but it is inside of us. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost and those heavenly languages begin to come out, it's a sign to you forever that it's not just you and your soul and your spirit on the inside, but you, amen, have been possessed. Another thing has taken up residence in you. Amen. And it didn't come from this world. It didn't come from hell, but it came from heaven itself. It's the spirit of almighty God. The same God who spoke in the darkness and said, let there be light, that same spirit is inside of your heart. That same spirit that came down and parted the Red Sea for Moses and all of Israel to pass through safely on the other side and the enemy was swallowed up. That same spirit is in this room and it's also inside of you. Praise God. And yes, that same spirit that raised Jesus Christ up out of the grave, that same spirit that glorified him when he ascended up into the heavens, that same spirit is inside of you. Meaning God feels what you feel. God sees what you see. God thinks exactly what you think. He has the same emotional experiences that he does inside of you. He was touched with the feeling of our infirmities in his earthly ministry. And I believe also when you have the Holy Ghost, God feels the same things you feel. The Holy Ghost inside of you will celebrate good times with you. The Holy Ghost inside of you will cry when things aren't so good for you. When you have Almighty God on the inside of you, that becomes your ultimate focus. Not what my heart desires, but what is God's heart that is inside of me desires. Not what my mind thinks, but what God's mind inside of my mind thinks. That becomes the focus. That becomes the most meaningful thing in your life is to have God's spirit inside of your body. And it really is quite a miracle. You know, we were the only thing that God touched in all of creation. When God wanted there to be light, he spoke it into existence, and there it was. When God wanted land to come out of the water, he spoke, and it came out of the water. When God wanted fish, when he wanted birds, when he wanted vegetation, when he wanted animals, he just simply spoke it. But for you and I, he got down and breathed into our nostrils the breath of life, formed our bodies, were the only thing that God touched. That's why anytime you come to church, you just begin to feel something. You know what you're feeling? The hands of the creator. Something on the inside of you, you're feeling the breath of almighty God, his Holy Spirit. But because of sin, man departed, or excuse me, God departed from man. But through, amen, the blood that he shed, he has reconciled us to himself. And God came to reclaim back what we had in the Garden of Eden. And that is, amen, to be a dwelling place of almighty God. And ultimately in heaven, amen, we're going to be reunited with God. We're going to be reunited with the tree of life. And paradise is going to be restored. That is our focus. That is what we got our minds on. I remember one day watching my dad mow the grass out in our old house. 
And I looked down, and Dad's mouth was moving. And I said, Mom, what's he doing? He goes, Mom goes, oh, he's just preaching to himself. He's preaching a sermon he's going to preach on Sunday. And I remember opening the door to go out and play ball, and as Dad walked by with the lawn, I heard him go, praise God, hallelujah. <laughs> you know what's going on there? In the middle of work, the pastor's got his mind on church. That's his focus. And you know what was something? Straight lines. Grass looked absolutely beautiful. Didn't have his mind at all on that lawn. But his subconscious took over, and the real soul and the real spirit inside of them focused on the thing that mattered most, and that is Almighty God, what he was doing in this church, praise the Lord. And I take after my dad, because not too long ago I was out mowing the lawn, and my wife said, Justin, I heard you say, praise God out there in the lawn. I heard you talking about Moses and Joshua, and I'm like, yeah, I'm probably preaching about that next time I preach. But that's how God wants it to be for us inside of this earthen vessel where you're working, you're driving, you're taking care of things, and the cares of this life mean nothing to you because that is not your ultimate focus. Your ultimate focus on the things that last forever. God Almighty and our eternal home in heaven. It makes work not work. It makes trouble not trouble. It makes hard times and the things we go through in this life mean nothing at all because it's so temporal and it's going to be over as quicker than we expect. And you and I are going to be caught up together and be like Christ in heaven for all eternity. That is our focus. Praise God. Paul said we go through what Jesus went through. When you follow the Lord, you follow him exactly the way he lived his life. You follow and experience him exactly what he experienced. You have to be rejected as he was rejected. You have to be betrayed as he was betrayed. You have to be questioned. You have to be doubted. You have to have people say you're not meant to do anything. That is encountering the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know we'd like to think, oh, I just want to walk on the water with him. I just want to open the blind eyes like he did. I want to unstop deaf ears. I want to cause the mute to speak. I want to cast out devils. I want to perform healings and miracles. And you and I can have these things. But you can be sure those are not the only things that you and I will experience in the power and the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. But going through suffering as Jesus went through it, it is just as supernatural and as powerful and beneficial, amen, as praying for somebody who has a headache and that headache leaving. Going through betrayal for the sake of the gospel and for the name of Jesus being betrayed is just as powerful and just as important in your walk with God, amen, as laying your hand upon somebody with back pain or knee pain and that pain vanishes. Seeing a cancer disappear, diabetes healed, any of these things that are attacking our society, to experience those things, it is not any more powerful than having to be rejected as Jesus was rejected. The Bible says where we read, we are hard-pressed, but you and I are not crushed. We go through times when we are absolutely perplexed. But we are not despaired. There are times that we are persecuted. 
you better believe God will never forsake you. There are times we are struck down, but we are never destroyed. All of us go through those things. Hard-pressed, perplexed, persecuted, struck down. Though we're hard-pressed, never crushed. Though we are at times perplexed, not despaired, persecuted, not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. You don't really hear too much about COVID-19 anymore. You're now hearing about this extreme, severe upper respiratory infection which has attacked my children in the past several weeks. Please keep them in prayer. I had to take one of them to the children's ER a couple days ago. Man, that was scary. Felt hard-pressed, but we're not crushed. It was perplexing, but we're not despaired. It was Cohen, if you must know. And I know he's feeling better because he's demanding popsicles and to watch his favorite cartoons. <laughs> he's coming out of it, praise the Lord. The early church, something that we are striving to build this year, anytime they were persecuted, they were hard-pressed, struck down, they didn't get discouraged, but it filled them with joy. It made them happy to be able to suffer for the name of the Lord. You know why? Because anytime they suffered for Christ, they thought about heaven. To them, it was, I'm getting closer to where my Jesus is because I'm experiencing what he experienced. And if I experience what he experienced in this life, I'm going to have what he has for all eternity. The greater the suffering for the name of the Lord, the greater reward you will have in heaven. The greater struggles that you have in this life, the greater reward you will have in heaven. This coming weekend, we're going to celebrate Veterans Day. Some of our veterans, we got a lot of great men and women in this church that served this country and did us a great service. I thank God for our veterans. Some of them are going to come in their uniforms, and you're going to look at it, and they're going to have various buttons and ribbons and things like that. They didn't get any of those rewards. They didn't get any of those medals just simply for doing a good job. And, you know, you completed the task. Oh, no, when you see somebody who is decorated, that represents great pain. It represents great suffering. It represents great sacrifice. Some of our Vietnam veterans coming home after being heroes and fight against the wicked evils and the spirits of communism to come home and to be rejected by the hippies. They had to suffer great rejection. God knows what that is like. God knows what it's like to do something so good and to be rejected. You better believe the good things that you do for the Lord, the good things you do for his kingdom, the pain, the suffering, everything that you go through, you better believe you're going to be getting big medals for it up in heaven. Praise God. You ever wonder what the jewels in the crown might be? It just might be because of the pain you encountered. Amen. To keep the kingdom of God going in your generation. For those of us that have had to fight devils and have had to fight the criticism of hypocrites, great is your reward in heaven. For those of us who have been dismissed and estranged from our families because of the name of Jesus, because of baptism in his name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, 
miracles, signs, and wonders, believing in the mighty God in Christ. For those of us who have been rejected, for those of us who lost families for it, lost relatives for it, lost relationships for it, and yes, some of us who even lost jobs for it, you're going to be rewarded greatly in heaven. So when you suffer, when you're hard-pressed, when you are perplexed, when you are persecuted, when you are struck down for the name of the Lord, just remember this, heaven applauds you. Heaven is waiting for you. That's where you keep your focus on. It is the heavenly reward. It is the heavenly prize. It is the place that our Lord Jesus Christ now dwells that you and I are going to be at. Oh, can you clap your hands under the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sister Vonda May went to be with the Lord not too long ago. Precious lady in this church. I went and saw her many times while she was sick. And any time I would pray for her, I would lay my hand on her head and I would rebuke the affliction. Would rebuke the infection. And you know what? I know Sister Vonda, she could cut a rug for the Lord back in the day. She could. I've heard some stories. Get out that accordion, sing, and the power of God would fall in this church. I was amazed any time I would rebuke the sickness. She never rebuked it. Any time I would get mad at the enemy, she never did. You know what she prayed any time she was sick there in that hospital bed or in her chair? She just would pray, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And sometimes I would ask myself, what in the world has she got to be thankful about? She's in pain. Until I realized suffering like that and still coming to church in a wheelchair, grateful to be able to just to get to the house of the Lord, God is up there applauding that. <laughs> because there were some people that were able to walk but stayed home because they had a hard day at work. <laughs> well, <laughs> Stayed home because they were too tired. Stayed home because they couldn't miss the TV show. But people like Sister Vonda with pain all throughout her body had to come wheeling in here just to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There are some of us, the world would wonder, what do you have to be grateful for? You're sick in body. Your health isn't good. You've suffered so much. For those of us that know, when we go through something for the Lord and we still remain faithful, our great focus up in heaven, we're going to get rewarded for it. <laughs> we're going to be awarded for it. The Lord is going to be so pleased with me someday. That's why I say thank you, Lord, for the trouble because you're giving me the strength to endure it and I'm going to be rewarded for it someday. The grace that you and I have, that's why we're thankful for it. And our great attitude about the grace of God, no matter what we go through, is a witness and a testimony, amen, of the power of God. The district superintendent of Wisconsin, Bishop Jim Booker, I've heard him talk about his mother. I've heard our bishop talk about her. She was a precious lady in the old church in St. Paul. And they say most of her life she was flat on her back, very, very sick, very, very ill. But she knew how to touch God, amen, in that bed in her house. 
I've heard it said of people that would go by and visit her and to bring her flowers, to bring the dinner to the family. They would walk in hoping to be a blessing. But by the time they would walk out, they would be blessed because Sister Booker got to praying and prophesying and praying over him. Praise God. Your suffering, amen, could be a blessing to somebody. When you're persecuted, struck down, and you take it with all joy and all thanksgiving, it's a blessing to somebody else. And it pleases the Lord. You know why? Because this affliction is just for a moment if you've got your eyes on what lasts forever. Your trouble that you have right now, it goes by so quickly when you've got heaven on your mind. It's the power, just like being in school when you're a kid and thinking about a fried chicken dinner after school. Thinking about apple pie. If you want to know the truth, while I was over there worshiping, I was thinking about a cup of decaf coffee and the blueberry cobbler that's sitting in my fridge. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's the truth, anyhow. When you're going through something, think about what's next. And the ultimate thing that is next for you and I is eternity with Jesus. When you think about it, your problems, they don't mean nothing. Your struggles, they don't mean anything. Because life, like the prophet said, it is like vapor. Tomorrow morning when you're getting ready, take the hairspray bottle and just go, that's your life. The psalmist said life is just like grass. Go out and look at your grass this fall. It's going to start to fade away. That is your life. It comes and goes so quickly. So the problems that we have, they mean nothing because it's not eternal. The good things even that we have, and thank God for good times, it is only temporary. So don't get caught up in what's bad. Don't get caught up in what is good, but keep your focus on what lasts forever. Just like doing monotonous work, like mowing the grass, you're thinking about the church. You're thinking about heaven. Everywhere you go, everywhere you turn, you've got it always in the back of your mind. This world is not my home. I'm just simply passing through. I've got a true treasure that is inside of me, but one day my ultimate treasure is not just going to feel him in here, but I'm going to see him with my own two eyes. Hey, man, let's all stand together. Musicians, please come. Several years ago, I did a lot of reading by a lot of old Pentecostal preachers. There's a man by the name of Frank Bartleman. If you like stories, history, really journal entries of how Pentecost used to be, I highly recommend his stuff. He really was um, the marketer and the promoter of Azusa Street. He wrote a lot of tracts, a lot of great writings. And in his book, he says, old-time Pentecost, for us, we realize that the sinners out there, their only heaven was earth. But us, the saints, our only hell was earth. (laughs) He said the worst that we would ever have it was here on this earth. And for the sinners, the best they would ever have it was here on this earth. He said we were so captivated with heaven, the problems in society, those who criticized us, He tells stories about getting cabbages thrown at him while he would preach, tomatoes thrown at him while he would preach, lemons literally thrown at him while he would preach. He said it didn't matter because I kept my mind and my eyes on heaven. 
before to suffer for him meant a great reward. So when you go through hard times, stop saying I'm going through hell. You know, if it gets you through it, praise God. You know, I, you know that old saying, if you're going through hell, just keep on going. You know, there's an old saying, if you're too heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. I probably have even said that in my preaching, but I got to thinking about it today. You know what? This world, about the only thing it needs to have anything good is heaven. In my mind, to be so heavenly minded, it means getting through this world with peace of mind. To be heavenly minded is to be able to show this world the true power that exists. Amen. It's a waiting for them. I don't want to say I'm going through hell, but rather I'm saying, amen, I'm going through what i got to go through to get to heaven, to be rewarded by the Lord. And if it means following in his footsteps through times of sickness, through times of hardship, to do it and follow the Lord exactly the way he wants me to, I'm going to do it because I am going to be rewarded because I've got something great to focus on. And that is Jesus in the heavenly realm. It's a place where there is no more death. You think about that in heaven for all eternity. You'll never have to go through a funeral, a memorial service. You'll never have to go to a hospital. You'll never have to go to a doctor. There's no death. There's no sickness. You'll never have to seek counsel. You'll never have to go to a therapist again. You'll never have to take any type of medicine ever again because in heaven there is perfect peace of mind. You'll never have to cry all night because you'll never have your heart broken ever in heaven. Amen. Everybody that's there, you can trust them. You'll never be lied about. You'll never be gossiped about. For the former things are passed away. And behold, all things are new. God is saying, will you keep your focus on me? Will you keep your focus on your reward that's coming? Amen. If you want the Lord in heaven to be your ultimate focus, amen, I invite you to join me at this altar. Let's say, Lord, whatever we got to go through in this life before eternity comes, I'll go through it. Because my focus is not on my trouble. My focus is on you, Jesus. My focus is not, Lord, on the times, Lord, when I'm hard-pressed. For I'm not going to be crushed because one day I will be in heaven. I'm not going to worry about being persecuted. Because, Lord, you'll never forsake me. I'm not going to worry when I'm struck down because I'll never be destroyed. Because I've got a home in heaven. Amen. Amen. Somebody call out to the Lord. Amen. The God, amen, who is in you wants to hear your voice. Call out to him. He's not far away, amen, but he's close to you. He's inside of you. He's not way out there. Oh, no, he is so near. Hallelujah. Keep your focus on what will last forever, and that is eternity. With Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.